This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is getting to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever, the Paper Boutique create custom Invitations for any and every type of special event, including holiday parties, wedding invitations, baby announcements, and save the dates. Please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the description below. Again, that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash thepaperboutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. Welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms Podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, and this is... What is today? Today's a Monday, I think. I don't know. Been a long weekend. Hope you guys had a good one. I had a good one at the farmer's market. It was great. Made a lot of new friends. Had a lot of debates and discussions about certain stuff that's happening in our area, especially when it comes to climate. So I know last episode I said we was going to talk about overwintering, but since there's been so much talk and debate about this lull of transitioning from the summer into the fall and how the climate change is affecting our growing season. I thought it might have been a better podcast to talk about that. So today we are going to talk about transitioning from summer to fall and what crops you should grow, uh, how you should manage the crops that you got now. And we're also going to talk about how the climate change shift is affecting our growing season. So this is probably going to be a longer podcast than normal. So let's first get into the climate change affecting our growing season. So if you're like me, if you're somebody that's really into taking a lot of notes and being prepared for the next year and how that's going to go, you've been taking notes since January. So back in 2019 and years before that, if you're a farmer, 
you usually start your crops in your greenhouse in January. And then in February, that's when you actually plant your crops, like your broccoli, your cabbages, kale, collards, cauliflower, all that stuff, so that it will be ready by the end of March. And then April and May will be your prime growing seasons for selling your crops. That's how we used to do it. This year, uh, a lot of us started our crops in January, me included. This is coming straight from my notes. We started a lot of our crops in January. It was still not cold. It, we still had 70 degree days. Now, this is just Georgia. I'm just talking about from Georgia. Just to clarify, we're just talking about for Georgia and especially in my growing region, which is the Piedmont region. If you're a farmer somewhere else, I hope hopefully you're taking the same exact notes or we can kind of parallel each other's notes and you can kind of get something from this too. And just looking at your growing season and how stuff has changed. But back in January, we still had 70 degree kind of weather. It wasn't necessarily that cold. We did have less sunlight, so that's still a given. It was still daylight saving. We still had less sunlight. But the weather was not as cold. We were not getting big, heavy frost. We could still grow stuff. It was a wet January, so we did have a wet winter, and that's kind of normal for Georgia. But the weather was not as bad to where you could not grow stuff. Now, a lot of the a lot of farmers here don't realize that people up north, they deal with that kind of weather almost basically for the whole entire year where they do grow in weather that's really cold, but there's still enough sunlight to grow stuff. And a lot of us made the mistake of not planting enough to make up for how slow the crops were going to grow. So even though we could still grow kale and collards in January that we had, that we planted back in November, it was coming back really slow because of daylight savings time. A lot of northern farmers, what they do is they plant a ton of kale, a ton of collards, so that when they harvest one row, they have multiple other rows that they can harvest from too to make up for how slow that first row is going to go. But in January, the weather was still kind of 70. We barely had any frost. It was kind of weird of how you could... Potentially in January, walk around in the tank top when in prior years, January would get so cold that everybody would have three sweaters on. But 20, uh, 2021 January, it was still mildly kind of hot where you could wear a tank top outside. We have really bright, sunny days. I remember one day it got all the way up to 75 and we were all looking like, what is going on? So the weather was warmer for some reason. So we all started our crops and our greenhouse like normal for January. And we were planting on planting them in February. Now, February, it got super cold where we had super heavy frost. It was in the sixties and it was kind of unusual because the year prior in 2019 and 2020, the, January would be the month where you would have a ton of frost, a ton of rain. It would get in the 60s. It would be really, really cold. But that was February for us. But we still stuck to our planting schedule and we planted in February. And we expected all of our stuff to be done by the end of March. Well, when we planted our stuff in February, we kept getting super hard frost. So the best way to know when you're going to have a frost is when you look at your weather bug app or whatever you use for your weather apps 
If it gets below 40, you know there's going to be a frost. There were multiple nights in February where it got below 28. Now, a lot of our crops will still survive heavy frost, but the fact that it was getting below 28 in February made me start to say, okay, I need to take notes for this year because clearly something is up. In February, I planted peas, I planted broccoli, I planted cabbage, I planted kale, planted all the normal stuff that we probably would plant for our spring so they will be ready by April. So when February was going on with the hard frost, we were all still looking like, hey, what is going on here? In March, March, daylight saving came around, a little bit more sunlight was coming through, but it was still cloudy. We still had frost and it was just not a normal March like it usually would be. In April, it started to warm up a little bit, but we still had frost. And so for an example, in 2020, the last frost date was April 15th. For 2021, the last frost, I did not write down the exact date, but it was in May. In April, in Georgia, you don't get a frost that hard. We had a super hard frost in April that led all the way up until halfway through May. It was very unheard of, and it was the first time any of us ever had to really experience it. The reason I know that a climate change did happen was because a lot of farmers, me included, all of our crops that would have been done by April on a normal schedule, if we did have the right amount of sunlight, if it did warm up like I was supposed to, did not come to full maturity until halfway through May. There was a ton of farmers that said that they had broccoli that was not ready. There was a ton of farmers that said a lot of their cabbages heads did not form until midway through May. And basically what it means is that the frost was coming in so heavy that the crops were slowing down growing. So even if you planted them in February, they were not going to get to full maturity until there was enough sunlight and the weather started to heat up a little bit. So that's how we know too that there was a climate change. The weather was uh, really cloudy. Again, the last frost date was in May. And we really didn't have our growing season until May kind of started until going into June. And then when June went into July, it was still mildly kind of warm. We didn't get into the 80s until probably midway until July. And then after July, it was still stupid humid and stupid hot where it got into August, where then we started getting the super hot months. And it was really eye opening to the point of, hey, usually in our growing season, we would start our crops in the greenhouse for the fall in July, plant them in August, and have them ready by the end of September. If you look back to July, it was so humid and hot that there was no way you could start, a, you could start your stuff in your greenhouse because it would get too humid, it would get too hot, your stuff in your greenhouse would be too accepted to mold, and it just wasn't worth it because you knew if you would have planted your stuff outside, the bugs would have just went straight to it because that is perfect bug weather too. So everybody again was saying, hey, we can't start our fall stuff because it's way too hot. Even in August, August was so hot and humid. If you tried to start stuff inside of your greenhouse, it just was too accepted to mold and all that other stuff. But halfway through August, when the humidity started to come down some, it was still 90, but the humidity started to come down some. That was the perfect moment to start your stuff in your greenhouse, which is surprising because we're still technically in August. But if you look further down the line, a lot of us now are saying, it was a big debate, 
at the farmer's market is that farmers won't be able to plant any of their fall stuff until the end of September because they're looking at how hot August was and how hot September potentially might be. The only problem with that is, is that we will still creep up on daylight savings time. Now, I said before, too, and I had to sit back and rethink and say, hey, this won't make any sense if we plant our stuff by the end of September and hoping that it will be here by November. Because in November, we still going to have daylight savings time. We're still going to have less sunlight. So it's not going to make any sense to wait till the end of September because we might be in the same predicament that we were in the beginning of the year. So now I'm saying if you have anything that can be direct seeded in the ground, direct seeded now so that you can catch up so that you can have stuff by the end of October. For right now, a lot of us are thinking, hey, we need to start our crops in our greenhouse now so that we can plant them by September so that the weather is nicer. The only problem with that is, is that if we do plant them in September, again, they won't be ready till probably the end of November if we do get the same situation like we did in the beginning of the year, which is mind-blowing. So if you were somebody who was like, hey, I'm going to stick to my guns and plant my stuff in August, if you did that, your stuff got eaten up by bugs. But if you started your stuff in your greenhouse in August and is able to plant it now, if you look at the weather, even though we're still getting in the 90s, the humidity went really, really down. So the humidity is not as high as it was. And if you look in prior, in, not prior weeks, but further down the line, the weeks, the weather is starting to get into the 80s. So this is the time to plant stuff like your kale, your cabbages, your broccoli, so that they can grow and be ready by the end of October so that you will have stuff for your fall season for your farmer's markets or if you're selling to a restaurant. This is very... Uh, mind-blowing a lot of people will not accept that a climate change has happened and if you can't accept that I don't know what to tell you because now a lot of studies are showing that last year our uh, first frost date was October 15th this year they're predicting our first frost date will be November 7th now that's great if you planted summer crops on the back end of summer your squash and cucumbers will have an extended month of growing so that you will be able to sell that kind of stuff. But it's mind-blowing to the fact of we tried to stick to this schedule thinking that our first frost was going to be October 15th. Now it's going to be November 7th. So that gives us an extra month to grow summer stuff, but it also makes us hesitant on growing our actual fall stuff, which it should not. Which it should be is, hey, at the bottom line of what really happened is everything just got shifted a month. Wherever you're living at, everything got shifted a month. If you traditionally would start your stuff in your greenhouse in July, in January, well, now you're going to be starting your stuff in February. If you potentially was starting your stuff in July and planted it in August, well, now you're starting your stuff in August and is moving over to September. That's just the new studies that shows because if there's one thing that a university can do, and I'm really not that high on universities, but one thing universities do is they collect data and they do a lot of research because that's all that they do. And they made a new growing season, a new growing chart for the whole region of Georgia. You can go on any university website and it's available to anybody. And they basically predicted how the whole months have just shifted. So whatever you did in 2019 and 2020, this shifted over by a month. 
So that's the mind-blowing part about how crazy climate change has happened. The little Greta Thornburg girl was telling the truth. Climate change is here. If you can't accept that, I don't know what to tell you. If you're still growing the way that you used to, you're probably seeing a lot more problems now than what you normally would have. I know a lot of farmers that started growing salad greens in August so that they could have it ready by September, and they're just getting plagued by bugs, and a lot of their salad greens are not really presentable enough to take to a farmer's market and it's just you can't go off of the same schedule that we did last year the climate has shifted everywhere basically has a new zone our zone was zone eight now we're like zone 8a or whatever and everything has just shifted right now i'm just these are my notes from this year and i know some people are going to say well i did this and my notes don't compare to your notes but if you kind of look at it and kind of look at the dates and how the last frost was and all this other stuff, this does make sense of how the months basically just shifted over with our growing season. So if you can accept that we had a climate change, then the best solution for right now for your little lull period. So again, at farm market, people were asking me, what is this lull? What is the moment when summer is transitioning into fall? That moment is basically when your tomatoes are starting to slow down. Your summer crops like squash and cucumbers are starting to slow down because on the back end. And this is that lull between you have to get your fall stuff in the ground while your summer stuff is still trying to grow. So there's a lull of when the farmers are not going to have that much stuff at the farmer's market. But then in the next month, that's when we come back through with a bunch of the kale and lettuce and carrots and all that other stuff. But now, since everybody was so hesitant and growing their stuff because of how hot it was, including me, we might not have our stuff till the end of October, which is fine because you don't want to take that big of a risk when there's no really big high reward. But right now, I'm suggesting that you should plant whatever you can for the fall so that it will be ready at a reasonable time. Because a lot of people don't know this too. If you're a farmer that goes to the farmer's market, farmer's market is usually in by November, some will extend until December, and some are year-round. If you're a farmer that's at a year-round market, this really doesn't apply to you because you have the whole year to do whatever. But if you're a farmer where their farmer's market ends in December or November, this is something that you really need to take into account. Especially since we still got the rest of the year to figure out how the weather going to look. Now, with other weather climate people, people who are way smarter than me, because I just said people that are way smarter than me, will tell you that if the data is showing, if the data is doing what it's supposed to do, we're not going to start seeing very hard hitting frost and very cold weather until February. November, December, and January should still be good growing months for you to grow all of your stuff on the back end of the year. You will still have less sunlight, but the weather will still be in the 70s where a lot of our crops can still grow. So that's just... All of my notes on it, which is insane, but that's just how it is. Right now, I'm going to give you some cozy crop suggestions for stuff that you can grow right now that should be ready by either the end of September or the first beginning of October. So these are Cozy's crop suggestions for if you want some quick crops to take to the farmer's market or some quick crops to sell to a restaurant do for CSA. Here are my crops. I suggest that you do early carrots. Early carrots, the earliest you can get for early carrots 
are probably 56 days. Normally, carrots can take up to 70 to 85 days if you're growing main crop carrots. But if you're growing early carrots, the difference between main crop carrots and early carrots are early carrots are a little bit smaller. And most people sell them for uh, baby carrots, like fingerling carrots. So I would do early carrots. I would do early turnips, like Hakurai turnips, the little white turnips. They grow in like 36 days. I would do radishes that usually grow in about, radishes usually take 21 days to grow. I would do baby kale, which usually takes 25 days to grow. Arugula, which takes 21 days. Some type of Asian green or some type of Asian greens mix. If it's mizuna or topsoy or bok choy or I'm trying to think of the other one. I think mustard greens is an Asian green too, which usually takes 25 days. Uh, do a lettuce mix, which usually takes 21 days, or you can do lettuce heads. Those take 46 days, um, but they're so quick, and you can plant a lot of them that they do make up for a quick crop. For your balanced crops, which are your main heavy staple crops, I suggest that you start these in your greenhouse now so that you can have them for November and December or going into January, or we'll lead you into your winter when it over when you're going through your overwintering season, which again, next podcast, we will talk about overwintering. The crops that I would start now, if you haven't already, are your kale, your collards, your broccoli, your cabbages, your cauliflower, stuff like that, so that you can plant it so that it can be here by either November or December. And you especially want to get that stuff in the ground before daylight saving times hit, because when daylight saving times hit, a lot of this stuff will grow a lot slower. So, I would definitely get that, those stuff started right now. The quick stuff, put it in the ground right now. If you have a jang cedar or some type of cedar, go out there and see whatever. If you're a home gardener, this really doesn't apply to you. This podcast is pretty much very farmer related. But if you're a home gardener, you just do whatever you want to do. Have fun. Grow whatever you want to grow. If you want to start to kale now, go ahead and start to kale now. If you just want to just plant because you want to just plant, just go ahead and plant. It's not going to hurt you any none. But this is mainly just for the farmers who had a huge debate about what was going on with the climate change, how it was affecting our growing season, and how we're not able to grow stuff like normal. Well, basically what happened is, is just everything just got shifted over a month. And hopefully, if you are a farmer's market farmer, you can go and talk to your farm market manager and ask them like, hey... Since our growing seasons, wherever you're at, have shifted over basically a month, can we readjust the growing our market season and try to work with them? Because most farmers markets are going to work with the farmers and making sure that whatever helps the farmers is the best thing for us. So if you're at a good farmers market, hopefully in 2022, they will change around their schedules or do something to make it where it's more beneficial for the farmers, especially since the growing seasons have shifted. Um, I know a lot of people are saying too, well, what if I have a greenhouse? If I have a greenhouse, I don't really have to worry about all this stuff. Having a greenhouse doesn't necessarily mean that you're able to grow even with kind of weather like this. Because one thing I always point out about a greenhouse or a high tunnel house or whatever, yes, you don't have to worry about the cold weather when you're dealing with a greenhouse or a high tunnel house or anything like that. The, only, the biggest issue with that is when daylight saving times comes, you're going to get less sunlight no matter what. So even if you're putting all your stuff in the greenhouse and saying, hey, my greenhouse will allow me to grow throughout this weather, 
you're still going to have to take into the account that there's not enough sunlight. So whatever you put in your greenhouse, you're going to have to put a lot of that one thing. I know a lot of farmers will say, oh, all of my winter crops, I just put them in my greenhouse or my hot tunnel house or hoop house, whatever. You still need to take a uh, page out of the northern farmers and see that they plant fields of kale and collards and stuff because it takes so long for the stuff to grow back that you need multiple rows to harvest from when you're doing stuff like this. Now, if you're like me, you're just going to ride the year out, see how it goes, grow as long as you can. Then when it gets too cold and wet, you say, okay, my season's done. And you guys will see me in May because I'm, I'm not one of the farmers that's going to try to fight against the weather or fight against the elements. If the stuff grows the best at this certain type of the year, that's when I'm going to grow it. That's the difference between me and a couple of other people that just wants to butt heads with Mother Nature. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're always going to lose that battle with Mother Nature. But again, for Cozy's crop suggestions, if you're a farmer and you want something quick so that you will be able to have it at the farmer's market in a reasonable amount of time, I suggest you do early carrots, uh, turnips like hockerize, radishes, baby kale, arugula, some type of Asian green or an Asian greens mix, lettuce mix or lettuce heads. And if you're growing your main staple crops, I will start your kale, collards, broccoli, cabbage, and cauliflower now so that you can get it in the ground by the end of September so that you will have it going into November so that you can have it going in by the end of November, going into December, and going into your winter. Hopefully that helped. I know this was a longer podcast, and I know I talked you guys' ear off, and hopefully this helped somebody. If it didn't, I'm sorry. But if this did help, uh, I appreciate you guys' feedback. If you could tell me if this did help you clear, clear up whatever was going on. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. I know I rambled a lot. Uh, I will be at the Marigold Farmer's Market this Saturday again. Uh, hopefully I can see everybody and get more debates so that we can talk about it again on this podcast. But that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. Cozy's out.